this is the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are so excited to bring you this bonus episode where we are talking about a very eclectic mix of wedding movies and wedding theme movies. And I'm Rachel, and Amber's here. Hello, everyone. Yeah. And so, what were we? What were we kind of thinking with this uh, this podcast? You know, I thought it was fun um, watching getting ready for June Brides this month, and then also. I wanted to talk about the Philadelphia story. So I said, let's just talk about movies about weddings. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of like that we picked four sort of really eclectic, fun movies. And I, I feel like it's a chance for us to, for our listeners to get to know us better and our individual sort of tastes and what we like and, and uh, outside of strictly Hallmark movies. So this is fun. Absolutely. Okay, so I'll start. So the first one that I picked is a, a more sort of traditional wedding movie. Um, we're gonna talk about My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And this is not only one of my favorite wedding movies, it's actually one of my favorite comedies. And you know, I'm not a big fan of wedding bride movies in general. And like The Insufferable Bride is just like one of my least favorite characters. But what I think is so great about this movie is first of all, personally, I just think it's so funny. Like I laugh and laugh and laugh throughout. I love when her aunt is talking about her uh, her mole that gets that has a skeleton. It was twin. my twin. That's <laughs> my twin. The bunt cake that cracks me up every time. I because I, I think what to me what makes this work aside from it being super funny is I think it's not actually about an insufferable bride. Like they are super easygoing. Like they basically let it's her family that basically makes things crazy. And I think when comedy works for me, at least, is when you take a normal situation and you just up it a little bit, you make it a little bit cause, ri- ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. that to me exposes the ridiculousness of life. You know, you take situations we can relate to and you just hide them, just a little, hide them just a little bit. And and that to me is funny. And uh, and. They have, I think, great chemistry, John Corbett and Nia Verdalos. She was based, she wrote this as a play first about her life and her experience of, uh, of Mary when she got married to her husband and her family and just so over the top. I, I think it's so funny, like the Windex and the, uh, and I can definitely also relate to her as like a little girl with like everybody had these like cute little lunches and she had like these barbaric, like, <laughs> I can totally relate to that because I, I always ended up having to eat hot lunch. I was so jealous because everybody had these like, because my dad thought that like packaged products were like an affront. Like he, he still does. He's just like, that's such a waste of money. Why pay more to have it in a cute little box? I'm like, cause it's in a cute little box. And uh, so he, he really, he's like, why don't you just make your own pudding? Why pay more to have it in a little pudding cup? I'm like, it's in a cute little pudding cup. He, he, he's unable to understand lunch. <laughs> my father. And so like, I totally agree with that scene. And like, I have a very like big boisterous family. Like I know all I'm when on my Wagner side. So like uh, that are loud and opinionated and sometimes challenging, but great. And I also have uh, like on the Wagner side, there's probably like 12 of us that are all girls that are all, you know, within like a, seven to eight year span. Like we're all kind of close to being teenagers or teenagers together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. So I I just, 
I just think this movie's so funny and I just really relate to it and I think it has a nice heart to it. And I just like the fact that they're just like, we're gonna make our family happy. Like, you know, you love your family, we love our family. And that's the, and that's what so many of these wedding movies get wrong is it's all about just this selfish couple that all they want, all they care about is themselves. And this, I think is just such a good job. <laughs> just <laughs> So anyway, I love it. What do you think about it? Uh, this movie is amazing, obviously. I love Nia Vardalos. She's so funny. Um, John Corbett doesn't like really do it for me, but he's very charming in this movie. And I really like the two of them together. Um, and like you said, the Windex thing is hilarious and I really actually relate to the Windex thing because I feel like my mom is that exact same way. Like, except for it's not Windex. It is just like the amber colored Listerine. She's like, Oh, everything can be cured with amber colored Listerine. Don't worry about it. Um, so she's insane, but also it is, it kind of works. So who, who knows? Um, it's antibacterial. So obviously We'll kill bacteria. So funny. One of the things that I really love about this movie, which is very small, is Joey Fatone in this movie. Yeah. As a big in sync girl, obviously Joey Fatone is the best. So I love him in this movie. And it really is just like a fun movie about family. And I like that this movie doesn't say like her family's crazy and that's wrong. Right. I, the, I like that the stand that the movie takes is her family is crazy. And it's her family. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's and life. Yeah, really say that his family is bad either, you know, mm -hmm. like, because it's just, it's just small and it's kind of boring. Like, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, I, I think uh, that, uh, that, you know, it's just these clash of cultures. And, and I can also can totally relate to the, uh, uh, to give me a word and I'll make it to find out how it's Greek. Because yeah. that's just the kind of, my dad doesn't even do that because we're not Greek, but like, it's just the kind of thing that my dad would do. Like, just something that he thinks is so cool and so funny and he will tell everyone about it. My, like, if he, if he finds a book that he likes, like, he will just, it, what amazes me about my dad is you, you think by, like, the fifth person you call, like, your enthusiasm would be a little bit kind of dampered down. No, not my dad. Like, if he finds, like, a place he likes, a restaurant he likes, or whatever, then, and, and I do this to a certain extent, but, like, he, he just, his enthusiasm is a, is a, contagious my dad's and mm -hmm. uh, so I, I can relate to I don't know just that kind of mentality of just thinking like something so great and uh, thinking everyone else will find it as interesting as you do <laughs> I hear that you you like this one so yeah. what was your first pick um, my first pick was a walk to remember um, from 2002 starring Mandy Moore and Shane West and it was directed by Adam Shankman whom I adore Mm. I adore Adam Shankman. I accidentally saw him once in Vegas and I started crying. It was the most embarrassing and most wonderful moment of my life. I'm not yeah. even gonna lie. He directed Hairspray, correct? Yeah, he directed Hairspray and A Walk to Remember. Um, he's one of the judges on So You Think You Can Dance. Uh -huh. um, and he, you know, he's done a lot of choreography for a lot of movies. He produced a lot of movies. He produced um, She's the Man. I believe. I like that one. Um, yeah, he's, he's just amazing. I love him. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah. Um, and this movie is based on a Nicholas Sparks book. And 
truth be told, like, I have seen pretty much every Nicholas Sparks movie, but I'm not, like, a big Nicholas Sparks fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of the happy ending. And Right. So I was going to ask where you stand on uh, Nicholas Sparks. Uh... Yeah, he's just, he loves killing people. It was obvious, it was my first Nicholas Sparks movie, um, and when I saw the trailer, I was like, um, if they're so in love, why is he talking about her in the past tense? Does she die? Um, so I read the book first before the movie came out and I was just like sobbing. Like I couldn't even see the book through my tears. It was insane. Um, I was, I don't even know. It was ridiculous, but I, I really love this movie. I think it does so many things. Well, it really introduced us to Mandy Moore as an actress, Mm -hmm. um, instead of just like a bubbly girl. I think this is when she like went, when she went brunette and everyone was like, wow, so serious interesting um because it it really separated her from the other blonde pop stars of that time who were trying to break into acting you know christina Brittany, mandy moore right right yeah and i think we can safely all declare that mandy moore definitely won the acting competition yes <laughs> agreed um yeah this is a really sweet movie it really is it's really sweet it's you know it's this high school romance you've got the popular kid the nerdy girl uh and uh they end up uh he has to tutor her because of some things he does and and uh or he get tutored by her i should say and uh and i think that they do a pretty good job like building up their chemistry together and I think they do have pretty good chemistry and and then it it's kind of announced that she's got leukemia and it's it's it is it's very sad it's very sweet I I think one thing that uh, I the whole bucket list concept this was the first time when I saw this the first time I ever really knew what that was like the idea mm-hmm. of like a bucket list and uh and it is pretty charmingly executed though uh, cause I'm not, I'm actually not a bucket list person. Like I, I don't know. I just don't have this like list of stuff I have to do. Yeah. Uh, that's not my personality. Um, but I know a lot of people are, and that can really relate to that. And it is very sweetly executed. Like can't her being in two places at once. Like, I don't know who would think of that as a list item, but anyway, she does. And <laughs> that's cute. And, um, so, and it, it does have some faith faith elements her dad's a preacher mm-hmm. uh and i think that's actually handled pretty well uh, i think the thing things with his dad is a little heavy-handed but it's okay i can handle it and i think especially uh compared to some of the more recent nicholas sparks movies this is just so much better in my opinion yeah i think one of the interesting things about this movie is they had initially cut this movie to be a pg-13 film Mm-hmm. And they decided that they wanted to make it PG. And it's really, I've, I think it's boosted by that mm-hmm. because they, it kept it very sweet. It didn't become something it didn't need to be, um, which I really approve of. And um, you might be wondering, Amber, why are you including this in your weddings movie? Let me explain. If you've never read the book. In the book, Jamie, her leukemia has progressed and her, she's so sick by the time they actually have the wedding that she's like in a wheelchair. She can't walk or anything. And um, for the wedding, they were just planning on pushing her in a wheelchair, but she actually is able to 
gather enough strength just to walk down the aisle with her dad's help. And that is the eponymous A Walk to Remember from the movie. And it's, you know, it's her last big to-do list is to get married in the church where her parents were married and, and all that stuff. So that's why I'm counting this as a wedding movie because the whole movie is actually building to The Walk to Remember. Yeah which they kind of gloss over in the movie, but she looks lovely anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sweet, it's a sweet moment uh, in the, in the movie. And uh, I haven't read the book, so I can't comment on that, but yeah, I believe you. Uh, so there you go. Is it your favorite Nicholas Sparks or is uh... um, I really like it. Uh, I think for a while I might've said that um, like most people that the notebook is, Mm-hmm. but I don't know I kind of feel like the people in the notebook are the worst <laughs> so I mean it probably is my favorite yeah yeah I, it might be my favorite um I actually thought that the uh, the longest ride I think that's what it's called mm-hmm. I thought it was one of the better ones of recent years I didn't think it was that it got terrible reviews I didn't think it was that bad and it didn't actually have like the horrific ending <laughs> yeah so uh anyway I thought it was sweet uh, and uh, there you go. So, all right. Well, my second pick that I wanted to talk about, because I don't know if you guys don't follow my other channel, you wouldn't know that I love animation. Animation is my first love, really. And um, I just love the artistry of it. And I love stop motion animation. I I just think it's amazing. The, the attention to detail that they have to go to and like they'll spend all day making like one second or two yeah. seconds of of uh of filming and i don't know i just love i just love it i love the atmosphere and i used to love tim burton movies and uh and then he just has not been my favorite uh for the last um really it's been since sweeney todd Mm -hmm. that he's made a live action movie that i have liked personally um but his two stop motion animated movies that he made in that time period I really liked, I really liked Frank and Weenie. I thought it was great. And I really liked The Corpse Bride. So I just thought what a fun time to kind of introduce our listeners to my love for animation and talk about this movie, The Corpse Bride. And uh, this uh, movie uh, is, I think, a pretty clever story. Uh, It's about this man, Victor, who uh, is voiced by Johnny Depp, who uh, is going to be forced into this arranged marriage uh, with a character voiced by Emily Watson. And, uh, and they actually get close to, to meeting and they have like chemistry. They actually are surprised that they like each other. <laughs> and, uh, but he still kind of freaks out about this idea of getting married and he runs into the forest and he's, uh, he's kind of going over his vows in his head and everything and practicing his vows. And he puts what he thinks the rings on the finger of a twig. It turns out it's actually not. It's actually corpse bride and the corpse bride thinks that now that they are married and the corpse bride is voiced by Helena Bonham Carter and so he ends up having to go to this to the to the like the underworld and uh and it goes back and forth back and forth and I one thing I really like about this movie I think the songs are super fun mm-hmm. and really enjoyable uh the remains of the day I think is is just super catchy fun song and uh all the singing I think is really good well done and uh, I, I love Victor's solo, his piano solo. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact that both of the brides are pretty nice, actually, mm-hmm. and like likable characters. And um, 
And uh, it's, I just think it's visually just beautiful. I think the animation is gorgeous. And um, yeah, I really, I think it's a good movie. I like it. Yeah, um, it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I have a thing that I think I realized halfway through this movie is that I am not 100% sure. Like, I mean, I love Edward Scissorhands. I love a lot of these Tim Burton movies. But I am actually not sure if I actually love Tim Burton movies or if I just love Danny Elfman that much. I can, um, I can understand that. Because for me, this movie, like, the plot and the, the storyline was fine. But really, the music elevates the crap out of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. Um, and so, I mean, I, I had a nice time watching this, but at, the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, would Tim Burton be anything without Danny Elfman? And I kind of came to the conclusion, no. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I completely agree. I, I, I mean, I love his earlier stuff. I love his Pee Wee movie. I love, uh, I'm not that big a fan of his Batman movies, actually. I'm kind of have an unpopular opinion about that. Mm-hmm. But I really love, yeah, I love Edward Scissorhands. I love uh, his Ed Wood, I think is brilliant. Uh, I, I, I can even enjoy Mars Attacks. It's messy as heck. I but, love Mars Attacks. But I think it's enjoyable. Um, and, uh, I don't know. So there's a bunch, there's a bunch in there that are not coming to my head right now, but there's a bunch of his earlier movies that I, I really did enjoy. And I consider myself a big fan, but he's, I think that CG has, the uh, computer graphics have really hurt because he started in animation. He was mm-hmm. working for Disney and then he branched off, uh, on his own. And I think that uh, he, the further he strayed from those, Anna, from those doing it by himself, hand, you know, hand kind of things, even in his live action movies where it was more like visceral and real and things I think has really hurt him. And for the last like 10 years, he's just been adapting other people's except for these, except for Frank and Weenie and except for Corpse Bride, he's been adapting other people's stories he made mm-hmm. planet of the apes which is terrible he made his awesome wonderland which i hated he made uh uh the um uh what's it called uh the shadows what well, we did not oh my gosh, I can't, think of, I can't think of the name anyway it's terrible i hate it um and then uh he did um he did his sweeney todd which i liked uh i thought that was good but anyway he's just done a ton of adaptations i really did not like his miss peregrines and i liked the book um, I don't know, just a whole bunch of movies that were like adaptations of other people's ideas where I think, uh, and they just feel kind of flat and boring to me. And it just feels like we're getting the same thing with Johnny Depp in, in, you know, super white makeup and Helena Bonham Carter. And I did not like his Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just not working for me. <laughs> and those movies have their fans and that's fine. It's just my personal taste. And I just feel like I wish he would get back. I did a whole article on my blog called how to save Tim Burton of like, what I wish that he was doing. And I wish that he would get back to his own stories and telling his own things. And uh, like even a big fish, I think is based on a novel, but it felt more like a Tim Burton mm-hmm. movie. And I don't know. I just wish he'd get back to telling his own stories with that, like more grounded artistry to it, as opposed to just computer graphics, which just feels so boring to me anyway. Um, but I, I do love, I know you're not like a big animation girl, but I just think visually this has like a really cool look, the color palette, the the way that the characters are kind of styled. And and a lot of people compare this to The Nightmare Before Christmas, which was not directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> he gets the credit for that movie, but it's not. It's directed by Henry Selleck. 
and uh, and he did not write it. He just was like he gave the a producer idea, and he was an executive producer on it because he was busy making another movie at the time. Anyway, poor Henry Selleck. He, Tim Burton gets the credit for all of his movies. Um, but uh, but I wish that uh, but I, I don't know. I just think this movie has a really cool visual style to it. Yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's just, yeah. I think it was all Danny Elfman. Yeah, and the songs are without a doubt the best part. So I don't have a problem with that at all, actually. So there you go. That was my kind of eclectic choice. And uh, and I, if any of you want to learn more about animated films, please check out my channel because I, I literally cover every single animated film that comes out. So little plug, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, what was your last pick? Um, so my final pick, which was really my first pick, because this is why we started the whole thing, <laughs> is the 1940 classic, my favorite movie of all time, and nothing will ever beat it, The Philadelphia Story, yeah. um, which stars Katherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, and is directed by the incredible George Cukor. Um, this movie is, I don't see, it's honestly a perfect movie. I know I said, oh, is there another perfect movie? This is, a, in fact, a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know what to say. Um, it stars Catherine Hepburn, like I said, as Tracy Lord, who initially is married to Cary Grant's uh, C.K. Dexter Haven, and they get a divorce, and she is now about to marry this new up-and-coming guy who was born poor who's made his way through the ranks named George Kittredge and there is a journalist who wants to you know work for the who works basically for a tabloids it's called spy magazine and he's supposed to sneak his way into the wedding and get the inside scoop on a society wedding so the whole movie takes place over this wedding weekend and it is incredible all of the performances in this movie are in amazing um I don't know if you'll ever find someone who says this movie's not incredible because they're insane if they do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone knows Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart are amazing. But my personal favorite part of this movie is Virginia Weidler, um, who plays Catherine Hepburn's little sister, Dinah Lord. Every time that girl is on the screen, I am hysterical. She is so funny. Um, and then obviously, of course, this whole movie is just so witty. The dialogue's insane. The banter is incredible. Um, it's just, it's a perfect movie. Yeah, it is a wonderful movie. I actually got the pleasure of seeing it uh, on the big screen as one of the TCM classics this year. I think I saw it in March, I believe. Uh, and so if you guys should definitely check out the TCM classics. They're really, really neat to see these classic films on the big screen, to me at least. And uh, it was so neat to see this movie uh, because it, it arguably, maybe not even arguably, it has the best cast in the history of movies. Like, Correct. Hugh Grant, Jimmy Stewart, Catherine Hepburn, like... I mean, and that's not even going into, like, Ruth Hussey and Mary yeah. Nash, who's in, incredible, and John Holiday and... It's just, it's amazing. The, the names in this movie, I don't, I don't even know if they, if, I can't even imagine a movie with this caliber of actors coming out today because it would just cost too much money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I, you definitely have movies with like three really famous leads, like Bridget Jones, for instance, but like not, not just stacked like, like this movie. And uh, just the script is so great. It actually won the Academy Award that year for best screenplay, of course. Uh, and Jimmy Stewart won for best supporting, uh, best actor. Uh, and he's so great. And I, I love the, who's the girl who plays the, the reporter with him? Liz Ruth Hussey. Ruth Hussey, that's right. Sorry. Anyway, they're so great because he, like, he starts to be more interested in the Catherine Hepburn character, and you just see like how devastated she is by his interest in this Catherine Hepburn character, and that's really, really lovely, lovely done very well. And uh, and you know, Catherine Hepburn is going to get married to this other to this man, uh, but then uh, the, the Cary Grant character comes in, and who she uh, used to be married to, but it didn't end well, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's funny, it's got great banter, it's all executed really well, in many ways, it, it's one of those movies that feels like a play, that's been yeah, told. well, I mean, it was based on a play, yeah, but it, you know what I mean, though, when movies kind of, I think Moonstruck, in a way, is also like this, it feels kind of like a a play that just the way that the dialogue is done and uh it's really really great and um gotta look Cary Grant is so good in this it's insane everybody is so incredible in this movie I think that Cary Grant is often was often um I don't know kind of overlooked in a way because he played the same part in a lot of movies but he brought that part to so many different genres and so many different things and he just did it so well and there's something in life i've been thinking a lot about lately that like there's this thing called the one and that this idea that you find the one thing that you are really great at and then you execute it well and i don't think that that's a slight on an actor if they find the thing that they do and they execute it well. And I think Cary Grant is a great example of that. He's so charming. Yeah, I mean, and I will, I'll disagree with like you saying that he like plays the one part. He, I mean, he, he does, he is charming in every role that he's in, but that's just who he is as a human being. <laughs> yeah. He's got amazing comedic timing, which I think is often overlooked yes. because he's just so smooth, but he is, a, he's a comedic genius. And he also really knows how to bring it in the emotional moments. I yeah. mean, when they're talking about the true love, that seems amazing. Yes. Well, um, and, also- and I think, I think a lot of the times people think, you know, actors from the forties are over the top because they all talk in the transatlantic accent. And they're like, bye, go, you'll never know how I'm going to find myself in this new fancy place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. because they talk like that, doesn't mean they are being insincere or whatever they all act the crap out of this and it's it's not over the top and it's not under i mean it's not understated by any sense of the meat but it's so real and it's so great oh yeah it really is i mean he could also bring that charming debonair personality to more scary more dramatic Mm -hmm. performances as well you know certainly something like notorious or uh or to catch a thief or uh you know his various in, in north by northwest you know kind of thing so uh, but i don't know he's just he's just great there's never there's been actors who have done similar uh kind of 
personas, I think, but never that have executed, I don't think, as well as Cary Grant since. And uh, he was just the best. And um, anyway, and Jimmy Stewart is, you know, a lot of people compare Tom uh, Hanks to Jimmy Stewart. Tom uh, Hanks wishes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but he was just, he just seemed like the the boy next door just like such an, a nice man and uh and he, he does that sort of insecurity really well here in this movie i think mm-hmm. uh and uh i don't know it's just great and katherine hepburn i mean katherine hepburn is and always will be my favorite actress of all time yeah if i could be oh. anyone i would be katherine hepburn yeah <laughs> great and they have such great chemistry all these three actors together, I think. And they just bounce off each other really well. And uh, and I think you buy, because it's kind of a, a hard ending to buy that she would just like marry this person that like it had ended badly. And you know, like that, that could have been really groan inducing, the ending, but it works, I think, yeah. for the actors. I mean, I don't have a hard time believing it because the only reason, it's basically like they were just in a big fight for two years and then they finally made up neither of them stopped loving each other mm-hmm. but you know what i mean though in the wrong hands without that chemistry mm-hmm. it would be really i think it would be really grown inducing but they have the chemistry so it really it really works for me yeah um, but uh i mean i guess that's true with almost any romantic comedy <laughs> in reality uh but uh but anyway it's a great choice it's one of the great movies uh, so yeah five i gave five stars on my letterbox I don't, if there were 10 stars, I would give it, I would give it all the stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, so really eclectic. I, I really like this podcast because I think it shows our different personalities and some really eclectic fun films. And so let us know what you think of these four movies. What are some of your favorite movies that involve uh, weddings? And, you know, let us know what you think. What do you think of Tim Burton? What do you think of the Philadelphia story? Any of these actors? Uh, Nicholas Sparks? Any of the stuff that we've talked about? We've kind of covered a lot of ground. But uh, let us know. Let us know what you think on Twitter or in the comments section. And, uh, and Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter. And that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And so make sure to follow me there, like I said, for all the animation reviews that you could ever want. And uh, thanks so much. And make sure you're following us at Hallmarkers Podcast on uh, iTunes and on YouTube and also on our various social media because we try to post every single day on Twitter and on Instagram and all that fun stuff. We'd love to hear your feedback. So thanks again. And we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye, everybody.